Hey folks, Richard here. Welcome to our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, just a little warning, something strange happened with my audio in this episode. Here, I, I, actually, I'll just read right here on the audio software. Oh, it's as bad. Didn't even know it could say that. Anyways, we were experimenting with a recording setup and <laughs> it didn't work. But it'll get better. We're always striving to bring you a better show. Thank you so much again and enjoy the show. Yeah, so I was thinking we'd like introduce ourselves. You know, like I'm I'm the researcher, I'm the smart one. I bring fun and chaos. Yeah, what does that make me? You're the dad. What do you mean? Yeah, like you're older than us and you're always telling us what to do. I'm not the dad. Yeah, you are. Stand up. <clears throat> See? He's the dad. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Always <laughs> taking the belt off. I'll give you something to cry about. In the beginning, there was nothing. The world was without form where endless darkness churned like a sea of fog. All was silenced. All was still. And then, three schmucks decided to create a podcast. Mythology, magic, monsters, and legends, mythos, ethos, and pathos, all in one place. You go get them, boys. <laughs> you can't keep doing that. <laughs> hey man, the gas main only goes two ways. He goes a lot of ways. He's got a truck, doesn't he? I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> Are you a member of the Communist Party? I've never. Speaking to the bell. I've never. Uh, <laughs> take me to the hospital. I've never. I'm about as much of a communist as Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> am I under? Am I in trouble? <laughs> you might be. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of In the Beginning, where us three schmucks analyze different mythologies from around the world. But we figured before we got into all the really good juicy details about myths and what they are, we'd introduce ourselves a little bit. So I'm looking at the lovely David Whittington, our amateur researcher of the show, the god of sweet tea and dad fashion. That's me. <laughs> Brian Bowen, our lovely friend, god of beer can ashtrays and patron saint of uncomfortable boots. <laughs> <laughs> and yours truly, Richard Neal, chaos magician and patron saint of swamp ass. <laughs> it is rather... How's everybody doing today? I'm just tracking the sweat coming down. Audience <laughs> can't tell, but we're all packed into uh, our pantry slash washing machine room. Yeah, so, which we uh, just no. recently found out does not have an air vent. Yeah, it's it's um, calories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So uh, before we really get into everything, uh, I just wanted to give a quick little disclaimer before we get into everything. Um, so none of us here are historians, theologians, or experts in any way, shape, or form. Good God, uh, we are not. Oh fuck no. Uh, we are just three actors uh, and comedians who have an interest in this and like making fun of the things we love. Yes. I noticed you said comedian. Uh, yeah. Would you have comedied to be a comedian? I mean, we've comedied like out on the porch. It's comedy not on my taxes. It's not on your taxes. And it's definitely not on Bowen's taxes. <laughs> that is a lie. I literally make money. <laughs> no. <laughs> you make money. Just not as a comedian. I'm an actor. It says so with my taxes. Man. We're funny, though. Dipping into a field does not make you... <laughs> Get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You are integral. <laughs> integral. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> soon to be arrested, Brian Bowen. So yeah, do we wanna we wanna go around and talk about like why we got into this and everything? Got into what? Uh, mythology, this podcast in general. Yeah, sure, sure. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I got into mythology when I was like real little. Uh, not little, little like eighth grade. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm still little. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I did like a report on. Don't laugh at me. Did a report on mythology and stuff like that, and carried around a mythology book in my book bag for years and years, and I just real like it, really like it. Uh, like it for real. What about you, Bowen? Oh uh, me, oh man, I I just love uh, art. I love communication. I love uh, how people connect and explain things, and I think like getting into this with you guys is another way to uh, share stories, which is I think a lot, a uh, very integral part of everything we're going to be talking about. Um, I, I didn't have the mythology book. I had the dragonology book when I was little. Um, so I was very into fantasy and stuff like that, but that obviously leads you down the mythology route and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Are you? I am literally glowing and it's not just the sweat. So, um, yeah, I was like never really interested in mythology growing up. Uh, I do remember there being this book. uh, I must've been in elementary school called the beastology. We're very similar to the Book of Dragons. They had like a big book of like the monsters of like Hydra and the Sphinxster, uh, which I love. Sphinxster. <laughs> it had like these uh, really cool. It had like these really cool illustrations and like descriptions. If there was a, <laughs> if there was anything in these stories that I'm really interested, in, I really love the monsters and beasts of old legend. You know, like the Krakens, the werewolves, and Ooh, such, like the Thunderbird. You know, that's awesome. But I'm not really big into mythology. Uh, so I'm kind of humoring this experience. <laughs> uh, I, I prefer my old gods like I like my coffee. Dark, silent, and maddening. But I okay. think mythology is important to understand as a civilization um, and how that mythology warps historical writing. Uh, just look at uh, North American history, how we view George Washington and Thomas Jefferson as like these gallant, staunch men who never farted. And that was almost 250 years ago. But, but wait, Richard, they never farted. That's true. If that's, they a, did, that's a true fact. If they did the powder from their wig be, you know, mm-hmm. be out there. You'd know. Mm-hmm. It's like when you pee in the pool and it turns purple. That's also a myth. <laughs> that, or is it? <laughs> they, they, that is a lie. See, you were lied to. I've been lied to. <laughs> but I mean, even like Thomas Jefferson owed a murderous goat. And it killed a boy. We don't talk about that. That's an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it whisper something about living deliciously. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a myth to me. <laughs> that sounds like an episode. I think that's interesting that uh, I had the mythology book, you had the dragonology book, and you had the beastology book. I think that says a lot about us. Uh, I wonder if it correlates with the fact that we're all single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not literally covered in scales. <laughs> However. <laughs> and in short, we chose this topic. <laughs> and in short, we chose this topic because it's not true crime or history. That's uh, true. Which are thousands of them. Although I love them, that well's pretty dry. Just a, just a touch. We're all just coming in, uh, checking on the old podcast farm. The old crop looking pretty dry. <laughs> the irrigation has failed. Oh, oh father. The locusts. The true crime wells. <laughs> in a dust bowl. <laughs> in a all right. world. So, yeah, so do we want to get back? Do we want to get into like what we're doing today, like the episode? Oh, yeah. What we're going to talk down. about today? 
All right, cool, cool, cool. So we're going to talk today kind of about like what a myth is to us. I don't know what um, she is, but she's my myth. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, oh, God. Um, yeah, that's the quality content you're getting from this. You're paying for it. Hey, that's a, um, mu- that's a prime Muppets movie reference right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a Diamond Dozen reference. Cheaper by the dozen. So what I was saying... <laughs> Yeah, we figured this would be a good one to start it off with, um, to just kind of, you know, reference back to this episode whenever we're talking about different myths and things like that. What is mythology? Exactly. I have a question. Yes. People are asking, what is mythology? Yes. Isn't it, like, written down? Um, (laughs) So you thought, buddy. Uh, I'm not not prompting a question here, I'm legit asking. uh, No, uh, there's, there's many different theories on what a myth what a myth is. I mean it's um, not antimatter, your pal. <laughs> I mean, weirdly enough, in like history and classics, it kinda is. I mean, like d- dark energy makes up 95% of our known universe, and we don't know what it is. It's a lot of different theories, which, at least in my head, it 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 goes on a case-by-case basis. Case um, by case basis. Yes. So, like, you look at one myth, and the, the, the reason of that and the meaning of it could be this. And you look at this other one, and it's like, oh, the reason is this, which is completely different from the other one. We're going to be here for a while. Yo, yeah, man. I'm just setting up for as many episodes as we can make. We're going to... Oh, I found a new crop over here. <laughs> oh. The quest I... for truth is never ending. Yes. I like this analogy that we're farmers. But no, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you of how... How history is shaped by mythology mm-hmm. and vice versa. Just take it for instance, um, uh, the the plagues of Egypt. Moses went to Egypt land. Let our people go. I bet you weren't expecting this to be a musical, were you? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> That's a prime reference. Oh my God, you people. Anyway, uh, so too close to the sun. Careful, Icarus. <laughs> so scientifically. <laughs> So, I, thought, I thought you said careful licorice. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, scientifically, the plagues may have actually occurred. Geology suggests high volcanic activity, possibly explaining the ten plagues of Egypt. Uh, water turning into blood. Frogs, lice, flies, yada, yada, yada. Volcanic sulfur turning water red. Flogs retreated can, from contaminated water, and so on and so on. Accumulating into a Rube Goldberg machine of apocalyptic destruction. Even a great number of children's bodies may suggest the Egyptian practiced mass sacrifice to quell the gods' anger. Now, historically, there is no evidence of, of a mass exodus from Egypt. Work in a little religious uh, book called the Old Testament, written some 100 years after the fact, in Babylon, and you get a fantastical tale of Yahweh bringing down hell and the plucky Jews escaping the Pharaoh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, came prepared. Cowboy hat. It's my man. It's my <laughs> Can I note that on, I already told you this, when I was researching some of my stuff, I went back to the top to check the sources, and a uh, uh, guy studied at Brigham Young University. <laughs> I had to throw that bit out. Oh, woof. I woo. No, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, you look at all the different mythology. Like, almost every mythology has a, has a uh, flood story. Mm-hmm. Um, the Greeks had one. I, I believe the Norse had one. I Christianity has one. What was that? I'm, everyone knows that Christianity has the, the Moses. Not, not everybody. Moses, Noah. 
not everybody knows everything. That's true. Otherwise, we that are entirely true. useless. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for more tasty facts because it'll happen. Um, and we got a lot to say, and you got a lot to learn. That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, if I may, uh, myths. I feel like uh, a lot of purpose in them, at least the way that I see it, is is because we're constantly trying to explain things. And it's way easier to have a common story that people can pass about to say, why is the sun rising? And why does the moon come? Why are the tides, you know, why do the tides move? Things like that. Like, we're always constantly trying to understand. Giving reason behind those things. Yes, yeah. because, like, we constantly, whether we like it or not, like, we as a species... Why do my wife keep leaving? <laughs> you better find the answer. Was there God? God doesn't care about your wife. Unless he's Zeus, in which case he's very interested. Really cares. Zeus interested in my wife. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, that made me a whole thing. No, I mean, and that that is one of the biggest prevailing theories on myth, is that it was there to explain explain a, a phenomenon or something like that to a culture that didn't really have the science to really explain it. Like thunderstorms. They didn't have weather balloons or anything like that, so they were like, yeah, it's a big dude in the clouds throwing lightning at us. Um, I heard it from that guy. Yeah. And I heard it from that guy. And Ooh, he's guy. trustworthy. I believe that guy. You right? told me that, right? Yeah, I told you it. And guess what? What? I didn't make it up. <laughs> Why you twitching off of it? Well, I twitched because uh, Zeus himself has instilled me with lightning bolt, and I'm now your messiah. Oh, I gotta pay you rent now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best landlord. <laughs> I just, I just, that's where it went for me. I love it. Um, Alright, what are we talking about next? Um, I mean, this is what we're talking about. It's just, it's just this. I was going to go into some more, like, theories and things like go ahead, that. Go ahead, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like most people think of mythology as, like, ancient religion, which is true. Uh, it is, but the idea of how these myths and stories came about and why they're important is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, something I found interesting, we didn't even really use the term myths or mythology until like the 17th or 18th century. This term comes from the Greek word mythos, which or mutos, which originally just means speech. But she's my myth. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, no one in the modern world really cared about mythology up until this point. Uh, if they ever even thought about them, they'd think of them as like cute little stories that dumb ancients told. Uh, before the term myth came about, people actually called them fabulae, which is Latin that basically just means like fake story. Basically a fancy way of saying, that's a load of bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> that's literally what it was. Um, and so uh, in the 17th and 18th century, people started to like really look at these stories and figured out that by studying them, it really gave them an insight into how the ancient people thought and what their culture was. Um, they came up with the theories that myths were there to explain natural phenomenon, like we were just talking about. Um, and they started figuring out that myths really spoke to the things that these people like held dear and considered important. Uh, this time is when people started to realize that studying mythology from ancient cultures was important. Um, so let's, let's switch off a little bit and talk a little bit what the ancient people thought about their myths and where they came from. Um, there are people such as, you know, that little-known guy named uh, Plato. I used to play with him as a kid. <laughs> Big fan of his closet. <laughs> uh, real quick, I guess we should go into his allegorical interpretation real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> While not his original philosophy, the originator being his mentor Socrates, it wasn't meant to be uh, hypothesized for mythology. Plato used it as an example, though. In short, it's the mythos, ethos, logos, and pathos. These were the subject of many a classical philosopher, and their definitions ranging. 
Most commonly, they contain ethos, ethics or credibility, logos, logic, pathos is the emotion, and finally, mythos, or poetics, is a fable or story. In Plato's case, mythos being the non-verifiable account, and logos being the rational account, the logical. Yeah, uh, that was one thing that Plato talked about. And another one that he, he talked about a lot is that he believed that myths were there to shape culture. He believed it's that myths came hard, from things it? that their culture considered important. Like, he was, he's fairly critical about a lot of the myths that had to do with the gods doing bad things. You know, <coughs> Zeus. It was also the redundancy of the gods, all-powerful beings failing and suffering as humans do. To him, these stories exemplified a failure in reasoning. A mythos, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, he disliked, he disliked these myths because uh, he felt that it was his culture saying that these things are okay to do. Like you were just saying, like the, the failure of these gods doing things that aren't right. People will look to these myths and say, well, the gods did it, so it's fine if I do it. Yeah, he also used them to uh, relate to a modern, quote-unquote, audience. Yes, it, but then on the flip side of that, uh, there were these people who believed that rather than mythology sculpting their culture, culture sh uh, shaped their mythology. Mythology wasn't there to tell people what was important, but rather came out of what the cultures considered important. Um, if you look at all the different religions of the world, they reflected the culture they came out of. The gods always looked like the people who created them, except, you know, like Egyptian. But even then... Like, Most like, creative. The, true. Most well, creative. I certainly yeah. hope there were no Egyptians walking around looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Hey, look, we don't know. you get an A-plus on your project for a, a god if you just put a crocodile head on. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't have to be on the shoulders. Be White anywhere. Crocodile feet McGee. <laughs> Bringer of the sun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, but even if you look at Egyptian mythology, like the human parts of the gods looked Egyptian. Like they they dressed the same. They like same skin tone. Everything like that. And then there were people who thought that everything in mythology was just a representation of some kind of element or feeling, which is why the gods had different domains that ruled over things that weren't necessarily places like the sea or a thunderstorm. Or, or a target. Like that. Or a what? Target. <laughs> like the store? Yes! <laughs> Have you not entered the domain of the old gods? Hold on, let me do that joke again. Do the last line. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. You oh. said domains. It's just why the gods had different domains they ruled over that weren't necessarily places like the sea or a thunderstorm. Or a laundromat. <laughs> have you often prayed to the god of the laundromat? I have. Have you been to one recently? I mean, I went to one in New York when I lived there. Then you agree. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Laundromats are godless places. There was vomit in a uh, washing machine I tried to put my stuff in. Did you put it in? <laughs> yeah. <New York. laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get clean anyway. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> anyway, there's many different uh, theories about the purposes of mythology. My personal uh, favorite comes from a man named Euhemerus. Euhemerus? Uh, Euhemerus. Thanks, man. Oh, my God. Um, he came <laughs> I think Euhemerus, too. It took me way too long. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It takes a second. Uh, well, he came up with the idea uh, that myths actually came from reality. That Because for a very long time, the only way myths were passed down was orally. The story was originally about a real person or a thing that happened. And like a big-ass game of telephone, which just kept getting bigger and bigger and more extravagant. Uh, like, say there was a guy named Siegfried who came across a pretty girl who was standing on a rock. We all know a Siegfried. 
Oh, everyone yes, knows. Do. You, you, everyone at home listening to this knows a Siegfried. You, you, you see a Siegfried, you know a Siegfried. You know a Siegfried. Siegfried, if you're listening to this, do not touch the snake. <laughs> you worried about somebody's touching your snake? <laughs> Siegfried is not allowed to touch the snake. <laughs> do you need to talk, bud? Are you uh, okay? <laughs> he getting to you? Do you want us to move on? <laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, uh, so this guy Siegfried just comes across, sorry Brian, Sam Siegfried, come, <laughs> he comes across this pretty girl uh, who's up on a rock because there's this uh, snake on the ground hissing at her. Pulls out his sword, comes over, kills the snake. Very phallic snake over here. Yeah, dude, it's all dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby, I'm literally a snake. <laughs> oh, he wanted to deliver it. Oh. <laughs> now we're in trouble. I, I need to be arrested. I've made a mistake with this example. <laughs> all right, I'll time out for a bit. This one, I'll... <laughs> Back in the box. You don't have to cover your face. <laughs> they can see me messing up, man. This is an audio format. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so there's a snake mm-hmm. hissing at this girl who's up on a rock. Siegfried comes over. He starts, he kills it with his sword. Um, and they fall in love and they get married. Yeah? So someone goes, someone... Boring! Uh, so they tell the story to someone else. And they tell the story to someone else, and they tell the story to someone else, and it keeps getting told over and over again. Because, uh, I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do at that point in time other than tell stories your, st- your friend tells you? Um, so it get- keeps getting retold over and over again until suddenly the snake is huge. It keeps her there on, a- on purpose because it's evil, almost kills Siegfried. And then a few generations later, suddenly the snake isn't a snake anymore, but it's a dragon. And the pretty girl is a princess, and she's trapped on a mountain, and Siegfried hey girl, I'm a dragon. Yeah, I'm no dragon. longer a snake, but a full-grown dragon. Oh I, my have, God. I literally have four legs now. I'm no longer a snake, but I'm still serpentine, and I got the four legs. Why don't you fit all this gall in your mouth? <laughs> I have wings. <laughs> and not just drums of lats, but all right. <laughs> um... <laughs> all right man i'm a dragon so so you're a dragon now i am story. a dragon now um and i'm misunderstood and siegfried wrote i guess that makes richard siegfried uh wait what <laughs> i thought we were talking dragon, about not siegfried trusting now. Siegfried. Oh, my siegfried. we are i'm not um, a siegfried i'm just he's the dragon i'm not the siegfried clearly okay i'll be a siegfried okay um so you come riding in valiantly to save her i like this right so he valiantly rode to rescue her and slew the dragon because he's the man, this fantastic hero, right? Yes, I so am. So that's that. Yes, you are, um, and you killed him because he's this incredible creature <laughs> monster. I would never kill Bowen. Though. Well done. You cannot kill me because I'm coated in scale armor. <laughs> I'm not a reptilian though. <laughs> oh, we're not getting into that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's basically what humorism says. It's it's that it's based in reality. Something happened a long time ago, kept getting retold and retold and retold, and suddenly it's become bigger than life. Telephone. Yeah, exactly. Big-ass game of telephone. So now, much more likely, all these myths are actually a mix of a bunch of these theories. Uh, I personally believe, it's, like I was saying earlier, you have to go on a case-by-case basis. Uh, some myths were there to explain natural phenomenon. You know, a guy drags his son across the sky, which is why it goes up and down every day. Uh, big dude's hitting an ant. What? That's why it does it? Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, makes sense now, right? Yeah, thanks, Fox News. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, a big dude sitting, uh, uh, hitting a giant anvil in the sky, which is causing thunder and lightning. Uh, dude hooked a bunch of land from the bottom of the ocean, dragged them to the surface, and that's what made islands. That kind of thing. Natural phenomenon being described through myth. Um, some were there to impart important lessons to people. Um, and some maybe were inspired by real things that happened and just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, who knows? I like the story of, you know, like maybe Hercules is just some dude who came into a bar one day and was like, yeah, I fucking killed a giant lion. Who knows? Who knows? Aren't you paying a class for this? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> you have no rats in this closet. <laughs> You're paying for a class and the teacher told you, who knows? Yeah. Rack's up there with that theater degree, doesn't it? It's an it? Ivy League class, too. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I was not responsible enough to do, but I passed it along to you. <laughs> the one that, you know, I have a quiz due tonight and didn't do the reading. <laughs> well, I believe that's the end of the show we have for you all today. Anybody else have any more wrap-up material you want to get through? Uh, actually, yeah, I do want to say something real quick before we leave. Um... So we're putting this first episode out in like a, you know, a pretty weird fucking time. Um, there's a virus going around, a global pandemic, people are in quarantine, stuff like that. People aren't aren't doing great right now. Um, so I was reading one of the books I got for research. Um, it is uh, Mythology, Timeless Tales of Gods and Heroes by Edith Hamilton. Um, and there was a quote from it that I, I really liked and I kind of wanted to just read out for people. Um, just because it kind of it helped me make me feel a little bit better about these times. Yeah. Um, it's talking about how world and mankind were created in Greek mythology. Um, so it says, "From darkness and from death, love was born, and with its birth, order and beauty began to banish blind confusion. Love created light with its companion, radiant day." I think that's pretty cool. Um, Very it, profound. Yeah, it's talking about how out of the darkness comes light, comes love. First comes love and then light. So, you know, we're in a dark time right now. So, love each other. Yeah. Let that come from this. Uh, I think a lot of people needed that. Thank you from the from us here, the werewolves of Georgia. Oh. Well, everybody, good evening and good luck. <laughs> Since you read the story, are you like as you with the dad now? He read the book. He did story. No, no, I just got used to being the dad. No, man. I took your son. (laughs) Why are you humping the air right now? I'm excited about life. You've been talking about love. Wait, who's the son? You said you took their son. Yeah, I I kept talking to get past that. (laughs) (laughs) Just hoping no one would jump back on us. Oh, yeah, I'm caught. It's all recorded. In the Beginning is an independently run podcast, and support comes from listeners like you. Please subscribe to us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Look for us and follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at The Begin Podcast. And on Instagram, we're at In The Beginning Podcast. Any little bit helps the show. Thank you for listening.